Hey girls, and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. It's Kevin, and I'm coming to you from Jackson, Tennessee, where I am literally a day away from being home. I'm recording this on my iPhone because, you know, we're not, we're not in a place where we want to set up the studio right now. So we're going back to some basic old school tricks recorded on your iPhone's voice messages and then just drop it into your computer and it sounds pretty decent, don't you think? Anyways, I, uh, I'm going home, which like if you didn't catch, like I was trying to do this ginormous mega tour this summer. And of course, like I dream big and I don't want to anthropologize for that. And also I know when I need to like scale it back because I am somebody who like, I love ambitious dreams and plans. Um, it's almost like I cast a wide net just to see what I catch. And this time around, I, I caught four shows and I got to meet so many of amazing humans who I've interacted with online. Each event was so beautiful and different. And if you want to listen back or watch any of those, all of the playbacks are available to my friends on Patreon. Um, and that's over at patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia. I'm stoked about going home. Um, like being away for this long by myself really taught me how much I miss my friends, um, how much I miss like my, you know, my blood, flesh and blood community back home. Um, even though it was really, really cool to get other things, like I am definitely somebody who, I'm a place person and I need to be in, in one place for long periods of time. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's new. I used to want to run everywhere and do all the things all the time and not even give one thought to being home. But now it's like, I crave it, which is a growth point for me. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been learning, but that's another story for another time. You came to listen, I'm sure to my friend, Jamie Lee Finch, who is on the pod today. Um, Jamie Lee Finch is a embodiment coach, a poet, an author, a sexuality coach, an intuitive healer. Uh, a self-conversation facilitator, the author of, um, uh, what the fuck is your book called? You're, <laughs> she's the author of the book, You Are Your Own Reckoning. Um, let me just pull that up real quick. You Are Your Own. Ah. She's the author of the highly acclaimed book, You Are Your Own, A Reckoning with the Religious Trauma of Evangelical Christianity. Self-published, available all over the place on audiobook, on regular uh, paperback, etc. But she is one of my dear friends we met years ago, um, just kind of like as we started getting into the work. And, um, you know, you may remember her as the person who, you know, her original branding was the sex witch. But really, as she's grown and evolved, she's like stepped away from that and had her own spiritual and kind of like continuous, like religious transition. Um, kind of like myself in many ways, where like I feel like I've stepped away from the label of Christian and into the label of witch more. It's really cool um, to see how we can continue to go on journeys. And just because you land somewhere doesn't mean you can't land somewhere else, y'all. But um, in the conversations today, me and Jamie are talking about her new online course called Your Body is a Person. And the Your Body is a Person course, she's going to get into it and tell you all about it. But when I tell you, this is going to be a game changer for so many people, because like I know that for many of us, we're trying to figure out ways to like, quote unquote, do the work. And let me tell you what, she's nailing it on the head. Um, I'm reading this right from her website. She's like, no person or therapist or guru can make you whole. Only your body can guide you through the darkness of pain, anxiety, loneliness, and confusion into wholeness, aliveness, and embodiment. 
Um, and this course is here to introduce you to the brilliant, loving intelligence of your beautiful body. And man, I'm so excited for her to talk about it and share about it. Um, so yeah, if you have not uh, already followed her, please go follow her. And what else? I think that's it. Um, let's get into it, my friends. And just, you know, trigger warning for those of y'all out there, we're talking about body, trauma, all the things that go along with that. So make sure as you're listening, you're taking care of yourself. Okay, let's jump into it. This is my conversation with my friend, Jamie Lee Finch. Hello, Jamie. I love you. Hi. I'm so glad to be with you. Also, Hi. it was so delightful the other day. I was like, oh, I get to be on a call with Jamie today to just do a panel. That was so sweet and lovely. That was such a cute time. I That was great. Like I, yeah. man, I mean, I. it was not like I was expecting it to be anything other than great. It just exceeded my already mm -hmm. high expectations for it. It was yeah. really nice. It was yeah. really, really nice. So shout out to uh, the Sarah Jane case. Go, go, yeah. go be a part of our uh, workshop. Link in Oh, bio. yes. Well, by the time this airs, that will be way over. <laughs> they can watch it on replay. That's right. That's right. I um, also wanted, for before we jump into you, I just want to bring attention to my nails. Those look and, so good. And they're just little stick-ons, you know, dashing <gasps> diva, target baby. Okay, look, I've tried, my sister was all about the stick on nail stuff for a while and I tried and it looked messy. Like it was really, I, I tried one time and I gave up, so. You know, it's, uh, that's okay. Sometimes uh, we all gotta give up more things. That's what I say. Don't Honestly, do anything that's not yeah. fun for you. That's right, it was not for, and I actually really enjoy painting my nails. Mm. So, and I understand a lot of people don't and that's fine. I get it. Yeah, I do <laughs> like painting my nails, but what I like about this is that uh, my nails just, I, I can't seem to wait long enough for them to dry ever. And so mm. this is mm -hmm. good for me as a mover, shaker. <laughs> yes, doer. And by that I mean like I literally have like ADHD and like extra energy in my body and my body literally just bounces, shaking all the time. <sighs> yes, yes I Anyways. That. We're here to talk about something that you're doing, something new, something fancy. Yeah. You, after a little while. So, Jamie, people, I mean, you've been on the podcast before. We've talked about your work. And now you're in a season where, like, your work is evolving into something mm -hmm. new, which I think is, like, true for a lot of us. Like, um, yeah. firstly, like, you know, this past year has changed so much for a lot of us what was the thing this past year that was like just i mean what's changed about you like why <laughs> this why the, why the, yeah S small question small you questions know. yeah you know nothing um, like very little <laughs> <laughs> um first of all kev that's a great question what a mm. great lead-in for yeah i just really love that question that's so mm thoughtful and so personal and personable and i really love it yeah. um also feel free to share as little or as much as you want there's no uh depth calibration here <laughs> i think too that we're all really relearning how to have like vulnerable conversations with people like means the pandemic um 
Cause I don't know you, but I've just spent a lot of time, most of my, well, yeah, probably you too. Most of my um, communication over the last year has been from me to clients. And so small talk has like disappeared. Like I, um, it's not, it's not a thing. So uh, the whole like, yeah, it, let's figure out how had, much to say. Like we had trouble with that before. And like, now it's just like, yeah. nah, I'm not even going to try. It's so exhausting to, especially as a neurodivergent person with like ADHD, like that I've like totally lost my ability to mask appropriately in like public places. So I just don't anymore. And it's, it's weird sometimes it's weird. Um, well, I, you know, what's funny to me about this question and how it intersects with the course itself is that I signed the contract to start this process of creating this online course with a team of people um, in February or March of 2020. So mm. the whole entire creation process has not only spanned the pandemic, but it's also <clears throat> spanned the internal changes I've gone through. Um, and I really feel that and see that in the, the things no one else will ever see, like the kind of the background stuff of this whole process and the creation process of this. Um, I think one of the biggest things that has changed for me as a person is uh, my whole small thing, you know, my whole value system and ethic for why I want this course to exist. Um, I mean, fundamentally, the bottom line is the same that I just, I want, I want this information, what I do in my client work to get into the hands of as many people as possible, because my yeah. wait list grew to like 700 people at one point. And as my following on social media has continued to grow, I just can't sustain that growth as a one-on-one -on -one facilitator, even though it's the thing yeah. I'm doing the most. Um, but when I first started exploring the possibility of creating an online course, I had a lot of people uh, talk at me about the proper way to create an online course capitalistic. And it was very much <laughs> like, well, you know, the, the, the finishing rate for online courses is only like 15%, but that doesn't really matter that much because once they bought it, you have their money and your job is done. And I was like, sorry, I'm not an entrepreneur first. I'm a facilitator Hello. first. Come on. My job is not done when I get someone's money. That's that it was like absurd metric. I just kept seeing people try and like hand to me on like how to create a course. And I was like, that's, first of all, it feels really gross. feels very unethical, period. It feels very yeah. out of alignment. And what I'm not saying is that I started to believe it, but what I am saying is that I started to, in my frantic um, drive to like get this thing done and created, um, yeah. I started to kind of like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, well, let's just get it done. Mm -hmm. And then as the pandemic just slowed me down as a person, I was like, oh, this thing can be slower too. And that has been really hard one, um, because again, I have a really large sense of urgency about this. Um, and mm. it's just long projects are tough, especially for someone <laughs> with ADHD. Girl, I'll say that 20 times over. Ooh, yeah. So it just, I've learned so much. I, it's hard to explain. I think I'll have to sit with it longer and maybe work through how to explain the bigger picture of it more as far as like what has changed within me as a person through this mm -hmm. pandemic, as far as what I value, um, mm -hmm. what I want out of the work that I do and what success looks like to me. Um, but that is very much, that has very much been expressed in the process of this course being created itself, which is mm -hmm. part of the reason why um, 
it exists now as opposed to nine months ago when I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, ain't nothing like best laid plans to fuck you up. Shit. But like, honestly, really? Like, I, the thing, I mean, I live, you know, I think it was my therapist who said that it's a fine line between uh, non attachment and disassociation. Or it's just, and yeah, that one got me too. Um, But I feel like we're at, like, I feel like you, I've seen in you this thing that I've also kind of seen like growing in myself and in a lot of people that this capitalist thing that we've been trying to do, it's not real. It doesn't really work except for a few people. And what I've noticed in you is just like, as, as long as I'm serving the people, if I'm, as long as I'm serving who I'm here to serve, I'm going to trust that it's going to get taken care of. Yeah. And yeah. that is kind of, and it being, I'll get my bills paid, like Everything. some, mm-hmm. and not only that, and I think it's because centering an ethic of care, kind, not kind of, it does secure my own care because when yes. I invest in my community in a real way, I have people who are also invested in me because it's mutual. Yes. And it's abundant. It doesn't run Mm. out. It doesn't run out because we don't run out. People don't run out. Resources run out, which is why the commodification of human beings is so incredibly dehumanizing and corrupt and oppressive. Um, And therefore the objectification of bodies, which is what my whole course is trying to reclaim is our personhood back from Mm -hmm. these objectifying systems. And that like, again, like that is my whole ethic, right? Like I'm not going to make a course about something I'm not willing to practice in my own life. And, and also the thing I'm practicing in my own life, like what, what would, what other kind of course would I make? So there's this like congruent here with the message and suppose, um, wow, I sound like a Southern Baptist pastor. Look at that alliteration. Um, but there's a congruence thing that congruence I'm learning to trust that congruence in a way that goes beyond what venture capitalists and marketing managers and like, I'm learning to trust that in a way where, I mean, I'm just, I mean, surprise, surprise, learning to trust my body. (laughs) Like, because she knows, like, she knows we're better than, like, she knows I don't have to fight for my survival when I let go of chasing, chasing down, uh, you know, resources and money, like, like what, like, I just, I'm starting, it's been an interesting, again, an interesting process over the last like year plus of making this course and like, and seeing what happens in people's brains, um, when they hear I'm making a course and just seeing what course means to people, Mm -hmm. um, and realizing like, no, I'm making something very, very different than that. And much more embodied than that, much more interactive than that, much more on purpose than that. Um, because typically when you, use that language of like course it is that kind of um i've been on the receiving end of a lot of people and expecting kind of like i said before that my intention here is to just get a high yield and i'm like no that's the furthest thing from my intention i was talking with someone about this uh a couple nights ago and um they were doing their best to try and understand uh where i was coming from and they kept kind of like encouraging me to like like build the platform, like do and do and do and do and get bigger and bigger and louder. And what I said to him is I was, I was talking about why I'm so passionate about one-on-one facilitation and why this course is just to get something to people in a way where like, before I can do it, like I want, yes, I do want it to have a wide reach, but 
I brought up the course completion rate thing. And I was like, the completion rate for online courses is 15%. That's not like, I don't want to make a course. I have to make a course because my, you know, the wait list was unsustainable, but like, I want to talk to people about this. I want to do one-on-one -on -one facilitation because then I'm hearing where people actually are and I'm meeting them where they are and Hello. doing this work of being with a human being. And so I said, and I was just kind of like, I'm, when I get in the zone, I'm just kind of like rolling. And I was just like saying like whatever was coming out of my mouth. And I heard myself say this thing to him where I said, um, and cause I was referring to, oh, that's what it was. He said something about you know, the reach, that the reach is wider when you have like a platform. And I was like, you don't see what I see. I've worked with over 200 people in the last four years. Every single one of those people that I've talked to for a period of four, five, six, sometimes more months, they have their children, they have their spouse, they have their partners, they have their family members, they have their community, they have their, you know, fellow churchgoers, their friends, their mm -hmm. people in their bowling league, the people they work out with, like the people mm -hmm, they live mm -hmm. near, their neighbors, like, when someone understands the reality of this body personhood idea and this framing, they start telling it to other people and therefore teaching it through the way that they live and they speak about themselves and to other people. And I was, and so I was like on this roll and I go, I've got a root system and you want to mm. give me a megaphone. You think that's power? Like, are you kidding? Ooh. That's not power. <laughs> Yes, because that's, that's the thing that like they can't a lot of people that can't see it, which will last is true. Yeah, yes. And I love the root system. I love I love people. I love what people do for one another and mm -hmm. creating. I also love that technology exists in ways that can bring us together, but also technology. Mm -hmm. We can get caught up in it and think that like mm -hmm. building the our platform on the technology is the point of us. And it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not the point of us to be with one another is the point of us. Yes, that is one of the reasons I am in the same boat as you. Like I'm in similar transitions in my own work, like moving from mm -hmm. one to one to group work. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if my predictions, you know, about my life, you know, hold true, it's going to be like the same thing where the amount of one to one work that I, I love doing one to one work because like those kinds of transformations are so yeah. powerful to witness. And it also yes. is so healing for me to have. And I still will work one-to-one -one with people um, and figuring out how to do that in an equitable way. Mm -hmm. But it really is like, at first, as I was shifting, I was really scared of that change. But as you yeah. were saying, it's just like, as I've learned to trust my body as a person, yeah. as somebody who, you know, has a stake in this existence and also can like really tell, like, he's not, he's not fucking around. He knows what's mm -hmm. going on. And also he's gotten through it all already. So why am I not going to, that's gonna... right. That's right. That's... Why would I not trust you? <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, pivoting a little bit on that note, your course is called your body is a person, mm -hmm. um, which is also something that you have touted and said, as kind of one of your monikers. Why is that the, the course title? You know, cause when we are trying to think of what the title of the course should be, I was like, it's literally the sentence I say more than any other sentence mm -hmm. of all the words I say ever all the time. Um, and because it's the most simple way I can possibly summarize this whole belief, this whole, um, it feels weird calling it an ideology, like I'm a cult leader or something. I'm not, it's not that. I just <laughs> well, don't really, know what to call it. It's a it's paradigm like a, it, shift. Yes, it's a whole yeah. mindset shift. Yeah, yes. And you know what's funny, Kevin, um, 
you were the first podcast interview I ever did in the years of doing podcast interviews that just titled our episode, Your Body is Person. Really? <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you were the first one. I'm also, unless I'm remembering wrong, I'm pretty sure that's what our last conversation was yeah, titled. Yeah, that, that, that was titled that, yeah. Among all the things we talked about, that's what you pulled out as being like, well, this is the theme of our conversation. Mm-hmm. And that that made me feel very seen. Um, because you know, like it was the sex, witch thing for a while, but the sex, which mm-hmm. was a Trojan horse to get people to have me on their podcast and on their shit. So I could talk about like our bodies. Listen, absolutely. That's why I call myself a digital pastor, Trojan horse. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. See, we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Just and it's like, great yes. because we yeah. have good intentions. We do not desire to deceive. Yeah. We just need no. to mildly trick sometimes. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not so much that we're tricking people. It's just that like, it's an aspect and maybe mm-hmm. like you, I'm certain that that title will, that moniker will change for me too. Eventually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. And again, you can trust your body. They know when it's time to hold on to something or drop it. And for me, that mm-hmm. was the thing with this. I was like the sex, switch thing like gave me access for a long time. And then it got to a point where I was like, it's getting in the way because what mm-hmm. I really desperately Ooh, need yes. to talk about is the fact that, Hey, y'all need to know, we all need to know your body is a person. And what I mean by that, sometimes when I say that sentence outside of a one-on-one long-term client relationship, sometimes people, uh, might understand aspects of what that might mean. Sometimes I might be able to uh, like answer questions that are helpful unto that understanding. But the point of this course is to really go into detail about like, what the hell has this woman been talking about for like three years like on, mm-hmm. or probably longer? Yeah. And it's because like, I mean, I it's weird because I almost don't even know how else to say it other than to just say like, because I mean it, your body is a person. And mm-hmm. when I say your body is a person, I'm contrasting our current perspective that has been handed to us by the intersecting oppressive systems that your body is actually mm-hmm. an object. And we Hello. may or may not know that we have been uh, taught and that our bodies have been objectified onto our uh, experience of them, our belief about them by these intersecting systems, but they have been. And the first part of this course unpacks what these systems are, names them very clearly, talks about their impact, and then unpacks, okay, well, how did they turn us against ourselves? There's a whole page in the workbook that I'm uh, designing with uh, Ren, uh, my designer, who is brilliant. Um, there's a whole page in the workbook that just that to introduce this like module about this paradigm shift or kind of about these oppressive systems, just one whole page that just says, who taught you to hate your body anyway? And then you flip this page and it corresponds with the video in the course. And it talks about capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy, diet culture and fat phobia, ableism, um, authoritarian religion, surprise, surprise, because the vast majority of my and your audience are former Mm -hmm. evangelicals. And for for a lot of us, that was our doorway in. We knew what we were taught about our bodies in that Mm -hmm. religious environment. I knew what I was taught about my body. It's why my book exists is because that was my doorway in of, oh, I think this religious system taught me to hate this thing that they also taught me was a thing. Uh, this mm-hmm. it, this vessel, this crumbling, mm-hmm. decrepit, untrustworthy, tainted, sinful thing. Mm-hmm. And as I left that belief system, I found my way back to my body in a number of ways, which I detail in the book. Um, mm-hmm. I started to realize she's more than that. She's more alive than that. I think yeah. when she hurts, she's speaking. She's not trying to disrupt my life. And, you know, she, when she hurts, she's speaking, she's not breaking down much like I had been taught before when, mm-hmm. when I'm in pain or when I feel an emotion or when I feel a sensation, 
I think this person's trying to talk to me and they deserve my attention about it. And if that's the case, how could that change everything else in my life? How could that change mm -hmm. everything about the way I interact, not just with my body, but with all other bodies too? Because the reality is, is that there is, mm -hmm. a, a, there is a marriage between embodiment and justice. And what we I'll believe about our bodies Yes, Our bodies going. affects everything about the way that we believe and therefore interact with and vote about and treat other people's bodies. And, but it has to start with us unpacking what we've been taught to believe about our own bodies first. And in my opinion, mm -hmm. all embodiment work is valid. But if any space of embodiment is teaching you or reinforcing to you to continue to call your body an it instead of a he, she, or they, a personified pronoun, it's not going as far and as deep as it could mm -hmm. and as it needs to. It's not complete. Because mm -hmm. as long as we're still referring to our bodies as it, we're still going to look at other people's bodies and think of their mm -hmm. bodies as an it. I don't have to care about an it. I have to care mm -hmm. about a person. So I have to learn how to care about the person mm -hmm. of my body and tend to the person of my body mm -hmm. so that I can also learn how to care about and tend to the person of your body and your body and your body, particularly bodies who are at kind of the perceived lowest rung being the most mm -hmm. held down by these intersecting systems of oppression. And as a straight passing cisgendered white woman, I'm at a pretty high, I'm, I'm pretty high up there in the hierarchy that has been set out, mm -hmm. this false hierarchy that's been set up by these intersecting systems of oppression. So I also can't just sit around all day and talk about how embodiment work is just like your personal self-care. That's not just exactly because the, the thing is, is we, you know, I'm, I'm in the same boat, uh, dude, I'm a male passing person. I'm a white passing person. I can, I don't know if I can pass straight with these nails on, but, uh, <laughs> but from far off though, just like being yeah. in a body that's coded as a white male, yeah. I have yeah. so much power. Mm -hmm. I have so That's much right. ability and I have so much space mm -hmm. to have this. My body is safe to process all of these things, which is something that I think a lot of folks uh, don't understand about the difference between like a white person's or a white passing person's experience versus black person's indigenous, yeah. uh, Asian, Asian and Pacific Islander, etc. cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it is completely, I mean, yeah, it is completely different because mm -hmm. they're completely different person. Yes. But I yep. but what you nailed on the head that I want to highlight is you said uh nobody's going to care about other people's bodies until they care about their own. Mm -hmm. And I will also say uh I think that it extends also to the earth and to the environment. Yes, you expect people absolutely. to care about the earth. They don't care mm -hmm. about their own bodies. They don't care yes. about this experience at all because yeah. it's just bypass I'm just I'm just passing through. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And when we we're taught that we're, we're just part passing of all through. Of this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And again, that's why it's so important to, and I, you know, I didn't necessarily set out to have my primary audience be people who are, who came from the same religious background as me, but it makes sense. And I'm very cool with it. Um, so, you know, I kind of process everything through this lens of like, but what were we specifically taught in the evangelical world? Right. And what we were taught about bodies extends to what we were taught about the earth. Absolutely. We were taught that mm -hmm. we're separate from the earth we're separate from the they would say created world i would just say natural world we were taught that we're separate we're at the top of this hierarchy uh interestingly enough there's a hierarchy again these intersecting oppressive systems can't function without hierarchical framings which is another thing that we um completely uh we learn how to divest from in this course is this idea of like i'm above my body or my body is above me that we get in both you know 
authoritarian religious spaces, but also in some white wellness spaces. This like my body's mm-hmm. above me, they're always right. I need to listen. So we're decentering. <sighs> I wanted to bring that hierarchy. up. Yep. Um, you yeah. said this in either a tweet or a po- or Instagram about yes, your body is a person. Yes, they have information to give you. You need to verify, verify mm-hmm. that information your body is giving you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I have seen this, and you know, especially when like we're working on trusting ourselves for the yeah. first time. Sometimes it's like, I want that. Therefore, it's what I'm going to do uh, rather than, yes. you know what I'm saying? Or like, you mm-hmm. know, well, my body said that you're not a safe person. So, yeah, or my body right. said that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, how do you balance that out? It's funny though. I'll, I'll answer that in a second, but it's funny. The thing that just struck me now listening to you say that is how similar that sounds to what we all said to each other in middle school, which was like, God told me to break up with you. Oh my, let me tell you what. My, my body God, told me you're not safe. <laughs> One false idol for another baby. And that's the thing. Yeah. Go I ahead. I just want to say for the record mm-hmm. that uh, I wish that God would have talked to them so I could just tell them to stop being assholes. That's what I needed. Would have been really nice. You know, I had yeah. a, I had this boss like years ago who fired me. And the reason why he fired me, according to what he told me, is that because God told him to. Um, I mean, if you have that, if you have that much of a direct line... <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, if, I, know. I hope that he, I hope that God told him. I really do. You know, looking back on it, I'm kind of convinced that my idea of God was like, she needs to get the fuck away from you. How about you? And I wasn't going to leave because I had too much trauma. I was like bonded to abusive people, like mm-hmm. in all situations. So yeah, that was the same thing with me when I was at, uh, when I was in missions, like they all, they uh-huh. all told me because I came out and it was like, oh, we just, the Holy Ghost, I feel like the Holy Ghost is telling us that it's just not your time. And so, you know what? Okay, Could be. it wasn't. Great. Maybe. Anyways. And then I left and I found my time. I re- reclaimed my time. Hello, as, come on. As they say. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. Maxine. Maxine. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the hierarchy thing, the, the body, listening to the body, mm-hmm. trusting the body, obeying the body is really what you're asking about here. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I definitely go into that in the course and how... Um, my experience as someone who has lived in a lifelong disabled body, um, in ways that are, uh, invisible to most people. And so therefore were suppressed in, in my own self. Like I did not recognize my own disability. I didn't validate my own disability until the last couple of years. And that's not just because I was in the evangelical world and the charismatic world, which has told me like, you can pray your way to healing. It's also because right as soon as I left that world, I went into the white wellness world, like the holistic wellness world. And they told me I could just eat or think or believe or read or move my way to Mm -hmm. healing. Come on. That what I needed to do. Uh, it was funny because like I got, you know, in the evangelical world, it was like, you're above your body, you're in charge. So don't listen to anything they say. And then I went, I left that world. And it makes sense to me that the pendulum swung to the other side um, in like, you know, holistic wellness spaces where they're like, well, guess what? They were wrong. Your body is in fact the correct one. Always, all of the time, no matter what. So just listen to your body because they're always correct. And they have, and I remember hearing things like your body has everything you need or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay. okay. So, and over time I kind of had to sit with like, okay, but mine doesn't like straight up Yo. doesn't like chemicals in my brain and like enzymes in my, like I, mine just, yeah. so what are you trying to say about her to me? Are you like, so there's that over here. And then there was also the, 
uh, well, just straight up, and as I go into this in the course, that perspective is not trauma-informed. The idea that our bodies are always correct about everything that they feel and they're sensing and they're saying to us is not trauma-informed, but for them to be wrong doesn't mean that they're bad. I'm wrong a lot go. in my relationships with other people because my perception is different or I'm working mm -hmm. with uh, information that isn't accurate. And the people yeah. that love me that I'm in relationship with, they don't break relationship with me. They don't reject me. They don't punish me for getting that wrong. They also don't let me continue to believe the false thing. They love to dialogue with me and tell me, hey, maybe you don't know, but there's something else. There's more information that you need to have. Trauma in our bodies, our bodies love us so much and everything that they are mm -hmm. ever doing is in an effort to save us and make us well, keep us as safe as possible and keep us alive. They are just very often working with let's say unupdated information about that. Yeah. That's trauma. When and also it's really hard to stuff, update that information. Yes, it is. It's very hard. And what makes it even harder is when we're not realizing that the information needs to be updated. And that's what I was finding in these wellness spaces that were saying like, well, your body just knows. So just listen to everything they say. Again, the implication there is obey, mm -hmm. obey everything they say, and you'll be well and you'll be fine. No, I won't. I'll be traumatized for the rest of my life. If every time, if I have specific trauma that manifests as um, like an, an anxiety response to being um, around certain people or in certain places, and I just listen slash obey mm -hmm. her every time the manifestation of that trauma response or that anxiety comes up when mm -hmm. I'm around those people or in those places, we never figure out what happened, where it mm -hmm. came from, how to let it go, how to heal, and how mm -hmm. to hopefully, if we want to be in those places and be around those people. Mm -hmm. That healing looks like listening. Healing looks like integrating. Healing does not look like just obeying everything your body is telling you. But isn't yes, it yes, understandable? Yes, yes, yes. Isn't it so understandable that we mm -hmm. at first think healing looks like obeying everything our bodies are telling us? Because our very first idea of how to be here in our bodies given to us by authoritarian religion was your body has to obey everything you're telling them. Mm -hmm. So a big part of my work in my client work and in this course is decentering this myth mm -hmm. of equal, like, of like equal versus unequal, decentering this myth of hierarchy. So it's mm -hmm. not enough just to believe and know that your body is a person, because if you're thinking they're a person who is unequal to you, someone's always going to have to be at the top. Someone's always going to have to be yeah. obeying the other. And that's not what we're doing here either. That's not personified embodiment because that's not mm -hmm. trauma-informed. It's just not a trauma-informed right. approach. And then the other thing too, going back to like, the faulty, like your body has everything you need, which is like super insulting to anyone with any sort of mental or physical disability in any capacity, mm -hmm. um, very dehumanizing. My belief, I'm like, you change, just slightly change that sentence and you're right. That sentence is super wrong now, but if you slightly change it, I'm, I can get behind it. My mm -hmm. body does not have everything she needs. My body mm -hmm. does, however, have all of the information I need. So I can take mm -hmm. that information from her and go find a doctor. I can go find a therapist. I can go find a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I can go find a friend. I can go find some sort of, I can find an acupuncturist. I can find a massage. I can find the methods and the outlets and the facilitators and the people who can help me and the drugs. Mm -hmm. I can find the drugs, the chemical drugs mm -hmm. that, you know, even the psychedelic drugs. I can find hey the things that I might need, the plant mm -hmm. medicine that I might need mm -hmm. to help me because she knows what she needs. So if we do, if we, and we know how to be in dialogue with people, we do it every day. So it's not right. like we don't know how to be in dialogue with our bodies. We just don't think our bodies are people. 
That's my whole point of this whole course is when you start thinking of your body as a person, it decenters, it, it like puts these pieces back that we didn't even know we're missing because it decenters mm -hmm. all these objectified framings, the, the hierarchical framing, and even the framing that once we, there's a, there's another page in the workbook that just has this flow chart and like kind of the, the, uh, the gradual kind of shift in beliefs that I, I desire to take people in this journey, which is like, you, you have the option of object or person and you choose person. It's like, that's great. Then you go to, you have the, um, choice between equal or unequal Is your body, if they're a person, are they equal to you or unequal? Well, we want to, you to choose equal. That's great. So mm -hmm. you, then you follow the little choose your own adventure path to equal. And then once you've got equal, you've got another decision, which is, are they your friend or your enemy? And that's kind of the third gate that's hardest for some of us to pass through. I can believe my body's yes. a person and who's equal to me, but if I believe she has bad intentions towards me, I'm still not mm -hmm. going to trust her. I'm still not going to enter into vulnerable, intimate, communicative space with her. So that kind of third, mm -hmm. I hate words like goals, but whatever, that kind of third desire there is to learn mm -hmm. to look back and look here right now and look at the ways wait, can I give her a more generous assumption about her past behavior and her current behavior? Mm -hmm. Is she maybe actually my friend? Is what she's doing maybe actually loving towards me? Mm -hmm. And that whole shift choosing person mm -hmm. equal friend is what mm -hmm. I really want to see happen. That is something I, I mean, honestly, in the past couple of weeks, I've had to live into, like my body is not my enemy. My body's not trying mm -hmm. to hurt me or like frustrate me. Mm -hmm. My body is just frustrated like yes. i am oh i love that so like for example like uh two weeks ago monday was like i went to the gym i forgot my mask and i just like felt all the adhd shame about forgetting things um even today like yeah. i actually didn't i forgot the, the cord for my good mic and so i was like <laughs> whatever okay. so that's growth yeah. uh this past monday was i got to the gym and I couldn't get the fucking Peloton bike to sign on because I kept, and I just, my brain just, you know, being at like, you know, 8.30 in the morning, uncaffeinated, just. Yeah. And I got so mad at myself and that threw me off. Mm -hmm. And when I went home and I sat with it and I realized, I said, wow, like, this is that you're having a tantrum again, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And, and it wasn't a shaming thing. It was just an observation. Yeah. It's just like, huh. And so once I saw that, I was like, okay there must be a very young part of me right now yeah. that is experiencing something that they weren't allowed to feel when they were younger. Yes. And now right. I'm in a place where I am safe enough and uh, have the resources and space to heal this if I want to, because yeah. I don't want to go back to the gym and be frustrated for by a Peloton bike. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't want to like go, I don't want to like, you know, Atlanta, as big a town it is, I'm always going to run into like some ex-pastor somewhere because these fucking hipsters show up in all the places they shouldn't be showing up. Um, and I don't want to be triggered by their yeah. presence anymore. And yeah. recently I actually had an interaction. Like I ran into one in the public's parking lot and I saw him and I just sat there and I was like, hmm. I haven't thought about you in so long. Damn. And then when I drove away, I just... Yeah, I drove away and I started laughing to myself. I'm just like, I'm about to go home and get high and drunk and watch RuPaul's Drag Race with my gay friends. And he doesn't get to do that with me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Kevin. And that is like, that's what we're talking about. It's just like, yeah, I think this is like the work you and I are both super passionate about is yeah. 
it is not enough to identify your trauma. It's not enough to just say this happened to me. And like, sometimes that's a good starting place. And there is more that we can accomplish. There is more that we can lean into. There's joy to be had again. There is. That's right. uh, And that's what I'm really interested in doing. And what you're interested in doing is like, let's get beyond what happened to us. Let's not live Mm -hmm. our life in deference to the thing that almost killed us. Mm, Wow. Yes. Yes. And you know, that's uh, just, I mean, I truly, I know I said a second ago, but that's like true power. That's true Mm. power to, to be able to like find yourself in a position where you remember someone that you haven't thought about for so long because they don't occupy that space in your consciousness anymore as like a a main character in the narrative you have about yourself. And that, I mean, that's so that's so stunning. And I, I really think too, that the way, the way we do that, I mean, broken record, but what am I here to talk about? Like the way we do that is by engaging in the relationship that our bodies are offering to us every single moment of every day, because they are constantly trying to talk to us about what's happened constantly Mm -hmm. because they know better. They know that like when trauma occurs, our brains are really good at their job. Our bodies are really good at their job. They just have two very different jobs. Mm-hmm. fundamentally their job is the same get us to survive but that looks like two very different things for brains and bodies and what's interesting is that we tend to over identify i think with like our idea of ourselves according to what's going on in our brains and so mm-hmm. we get mad at our bodies because they're not behaving the same way as our brains our bodies have a totally different job totally different job their uh, job is to remember they're supposed to our brains are supposed to forget they got to be real good at forgetting because we got to be able to psychologically move forward from stuff mm-hmm. that's hard we got to be able to survive shit our body's jobs are to remember they're supposed mm-hmm. to remember what's happened because our bodies need to make sure our our bodies are the ones that are going to be mm-hmm. moving us in and out of yeah. where our brains go so our bodies are like look don't go here that was, mm-hmm. that sucked last time. Don't trust this person. Don't move. Mm-hmm. Don't go to this place. Like don't do this thing. Our bodies have to remember stuff and we're getting so mad at them for remembering. We're getting mm-hmm. so mad at them for, you know, uh, b- for being in pain over things that hurt. They're supposed oh my to God. be in pain. They're supposed to t- be in pain. It hurt. <laughs> it just like, it's like, maybe like I told us, it's like, maybe you're in pain because you went through something painful and they were like, yes, <gasps> I know. We never but like, course, we're robbed. Like we were taught, like that's yeah. impossible because if you're with the Lord, they just like you just God loves you and just like choose joy. And if you're and not because, experiencing the blessing of God, you are the bad one. Yeah. And because in our culture, that is deeply capitalistic, deeply patriarchal, mm-hmm. and, and all of these other intersecting systems, there are specific messages that these systems are giving us, giving and handing to us about what success looks like. And I cannot tell you. The amount of people in both my professional and personal life who think success looks like just getting over what has happened by way of not feeling it. And they get so mad at their bodies because their bodies are the ones demanding that we feel it. Your body is not your enemy in that situation. All this shit is your enemy. These systems are turning you against yourself and you are turning yourself against yourself in response. So again, the lesson in the course right after talking about these intersecting oppressive systems is a whole lesson on how what you've been taught by these intersecting oppressive systems have turned into a version of self-hostility you don't even know you're engaging in all of the time. All the time. They taught you to be hostile to your body. Your body is over here loving you. (laughs) Yeah. And like we go through our entire lives and 
we never know that we're doing that because it's never know. not modeled. We've never like, and that's the thing. And, and once it's you normal. know, it's normal. Yeah. At least it's normalized. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be normal. It's the right. norm. It's normative. Yes. Ooh, um, yeah. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normative, but not normal. Come on, somebody. Yes. I think yeah, it's Audrey Lord mythical norm talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but that right there, I think. Ugh. Okay, I, there's a couple more things I want to ask because I know like we're running on time. Um, uh, I love talking practical things. Mm. Um, is this like an individual, like one, like I just go through this course on my own e-course style or is this like a cohort style? Like, how are you launching it at first? Uh, so it's going to be both because everybody's different. Yes. Um, yeah. So I just, me being the person I am, I'm like, when, when I was working out, you know, again, with a team of people putting this whole thing together and they asked me, they kind of asked me in a similar way. They're like, do you want it to be self-guided or do you want it to be kind of like, you know, go through the cohort? And I was thinking, they kind of asked me like, what would you prefer in a course? And I was literally like, it depends on the course. It also depends on the day. <laughs> like, it just depends on how I feel. It depends on what the information is. I can't, I don't know. I don't know yet. And so I wanted to be able to make the option available to however anyone would prefer to go through it because not everybody wants to, or maybe even would be ready to go through it in like a cohort type style mm-hmm. that's, you know, um, loosely guided and loosely led. Um, and then there's lots of people who just really would not want to go through it on their own. Like that would not be, not be worth it to them to mm-hmm. purchase it. And then just like have all the information and the resources and the videos and the workbook, mm-hmm. and then feel a little lost on what to do. Yeah, so I have both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah, because I think that's like what I've recognized with like the folks, my folks is like, for some people, like they are content with like, having like, you know, access to like a message board and mm-hmm. just going through the stuff on their own. And also for people who like, time is a thing and you can't like, yes. make specific meetings because of your work schedule because of your family schedule. Yeah, I love that there's access for people to be super flexible with it. Yes. Yeah. And you know, there's going to be some limitations as far as like, because I'm, so I'm the facilitator for this first launch of the course. Um, in the future, I'm planning on, um, training and hiring additional facilitators as well, which is going to be really exciting. Um, and so, and again, it's going to be a loose touch point. It's going to be, um, when people elect to go through it, like with a cohort, kind of like a guided version of it, um, it's going to be bi-weekly meetings. So a week, a meeting once every two weeks, and it's 14 weeks in total because there's seven modules in this course. The, this course is enormous. It's it's large and it's deep. It goes really deep. So I don't want people to speed through it. So even if you purchase it um, and you decide to do like a self-guided version of it, um, as far as I know, right now, we're going to be able to work it so that it's kind of timed out so that modules are unlocked like, after a certain Like a little, little drip model. So it's like yeah, seven like days, a, 14 yeah. days, 21. Yes. And that is really on purpose. I actually don't, it's the same reason why I don't do single sessions with people who are interested in my work. And I, I hold space for people for four or five or six months at a time. And it's because a paradigm shift takes time. It has to, the roots have to go deep. You have to sit with it. You have to process it. It has to get into your body. It's not this like, you know, let me just purchase again, this whole, like, well, when people purchase the course, only 15% of people complete it. And I'm like, is that maybe because they get it and they like click through and they're not really engaged. And so, I mean, I purchased courses in the back and I didn't complete them either, but because Girl, I, I got everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. I found out that I have a subscription to Skillshare 
recently. <laughs> totally forgot I bought that. Yeah. So yeah, we do that. It happens. And so my goal with this too, is to kind of gently remind people with their consent to be like, Hey, so the next module is open, like engage with it, whether it's with this group of us who's engaging with it together or on your own. So, um, this course is going to be available twice a year. Um, so it's not going to be a permanently available thing. The doors are going to be open on it twice a year. Um, and so the, the first launch, um, it's going to be, uh, I think I might've given, it's moved a bunch. I think I might've given you a different date, but it's going to be in September. So this will Work. probably be airing in August and people here, cause we'll be, mm-hmm. you know, pre-sailing and people mm-hmm. will be able to purchase and sign up. Right. So for the time period that the doors are open for the course, it's an unlimited amount of um, people who can enroll in the self-guided people who want to purchase it, start, you know, whatever we're all starting together, but go through it on their own. Um, Mm -hmm. But as far as uh, the guided spaces available, people who want to go through the cohort and do the meetings with me, um, I want to make sure that it's a, it's a hard number to find, right? Because I want to make sure like I get as much people as want to, but I want to make sure the group is small enough to Mm -hmm. matter to people. So I think it's going to be something around 50 people. So the spots for Mm -hmm. that, um, are going to be kind of limited. Um, but you know, uh, if you miss this shot, if you're like 51 and you just barely miss it and you don't want to go through it on your own and so you'd rather not purchase it now, it's going to be available again in six months. So this thing is going to run for years and just be open Mm -hmm. for people to purchase and either go through on their own or go through guided for years. And, um, also once you purchase it, it's yours forever. You don't lose access at any point. You have not only access to all the videos, um, but also this workbook, it's a physical workbook you will have in your hands. We're figuring out how, but that part's really important to me. It's beautiful. It's interactive. There's illustrations and there's writing prompts and there's journal spaces and there's letter writing things. And there's all these, there's like a bunch of different exercises and meditations. There's so much in this. So you'll have access to that for the rest of your life too. So I'm really excited about it. Hey, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really fucking proud of you, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really proud of me too. And it's been really hard. It's been really hard, Mm -hmm. Kevin. (laughs) Yes. And uh, you know what? You're still looking hot as hell. Oh, thank you. Uh, I have a cold sore right now. Um, I'm hoping this this podcast won't be video. Uh, I really hope. I think probably. Okay, great. Well, then no one will know that I have a cold sore, but I have a cold sore. What I'll do, what I'll do (laughs) is I'll just like put like a smiley face over your head and it'll just over, like track yeah, that's great. where you're talking do, 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 the whole time yeah like Jamie yeah. what's wrong with, what was wrong with Jamie say it's like Jamie said she didn't want video so <sighs> she didn't want to be on there I also you know I honestly don't care it's fine I'm cool with it I, I have had to reschedule a couple things like photo shoots and stuff just because you know the stuff that's going to yeah. live in perpetuity like images I'm like I'm cool with most things but this cold sore is not that pretty so not your we'll thing just, not your yeah. thing um before we hang up, tell humans on the internet where they can find you, connect with you, and also like where can they get in on the course and enroll in mm-hmm. shit. Yes. Um, so uh it's I again this this is not my this part's not my brainchild. It's the brainchild of people who are way better at this stuff than me. Um so the way that we're kind of rolling this thing out, what is really cool is that for your specific audience, uh for your audience of a tiny revolution, um, there is a unique link that y'all can go to. 
And when you go to this link, um, it will sign you up to, um, there will be a small, like a smaller kind of mini course, a free mini course delivered to you via email, which will kind of get, get the ball rolling for you if you're interested in this course. Um, and it also allows us to continue the conversation about all things embodiment in a specifically nuanced way that's tailored to the people who would be listening to your show because of the things that you talk about. Um, right. So yeah, it's real smart. So that, um, that link is jamieleefinch.com slash tiny. <laughs> I thought about doing revolution, but I was like, I like the word tiny and it's shorter. So it's tiny. Jamie, yep. jamieleefinch.com slash tiny. Um, just put your email in there and we will take care of the rest. Um, you will not only get a bunch of free content, but you will also be notified uh, when it is time to purchase this course. Mm. If what you find in the mini course is interesting enough to you to be interested in purchasing mm. the course. Um, Listen, yeah. so you get to try before you buy. Before you buy. Do, do, do. Yes. And that's like, you know, a thing people do with courses these days. Again, yes, this is my absolutely. first course. I'm learning a lot about how this stuff works. Oh. Well, uh I've got to say, I am completely and ultimately so proud of you. And I just, thank you. Uh, I adore you. I really, <sighs> really you, just, babe. I cannot wait to see how this comes out. I can't either. I'm so, well, again, by the time this airs, I will have seen it. Uh, and so I'm sure I love it. I'm sure I also love it. Um, but yeah. Future I Jamie, mean, like, we'll get, we'll, past Jamie, we'll get back to you on that one. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, other ways of finding me, I'm sure folks know by now I'm at Jamie Lee Finch on Twitter. I'm at, I am Jamie Lee Finch on Instagram. Uh, my website is jamieleefinch.com and everything else that you might need is there. Um, and then yeah, the special link for y'all is jamieleefinch.com slash tiny. Yep. And also if you haven't bought her book, what the fuck are you doing? Go to, you can get um, your body, you are your own. Mm-hmm. You, you are your own. You're, and also uh, your body is your own, but yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's not the title. I don't want to mix them up. Uh, your body is your own, available wherever fine books are sold, probably you just somewhere said it on the again. internet. God you just fucking said it damn again. it. It's funny. No, I love you it. You are that's your great. own. That's the second mm-hmm. edition coming out. Y'all didn't know. Well, the, th- the interesting thing is, is like, I decided to create a course. I didn't necessarily mean to write a whole other book, but I did. Cause that's the that's workbook it. that goes with this. And so I'm like, it is kind of funny that this is kind of, I feel like in many ways, this course is the answer to a lot of the questions that my book, You Are Your mm. Own left people with, which is okay, I understand the problem. I understand what happened, but now what do I do? And so this is nice. an interactive long form answer to here's what you do and we can do it together. Your body is a person to electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That'll be in the fine print of the course. Yeah, Maybe we'll just yeah. put that on your uh, specific podcast link page for Hell, this. I, we'll just I put dare a little, you. I dare oh, you. I'm going to write it down. I'm gonna that was my conversation with Jamie Lee Finch. Like she said, if you want to get a little special something, something, you can go to jamieleefinch.com slash tiny and check out a five-day little mini course to kind of like, you know, wet your whistle, if you will. Um, and also follow Jamie across social media at Jamie Lee Finch and I am Jamie Lee Finch on Instagram. And uh, check out at jamieleefinch.com and das it jamie like i said super fucking proud of you and also like uh at the end of the episode she was saying like you know i'm sure i love it um i can confirm now i've talked to her she fucking loves it it's amazing and 
I, I mean, I, again, I was just reading through the website and it got me so excited. So if that sounds like something that you need right now, please go check out um, the new course called Your Body is a Person. Um, that's it for that. The credits part of the show now. I go, um, if you like the show, like this is the part where I got to say, hey, if you like the show, you got to rate, share, and subscribe. And I know that like, you know, that seems really petty and silly, but like, let me tell you what, the way that people find podcasts is people recommending it and sharing it on social media and saying, hey, this, this conversation was important to me and it helped me gain a new understanding of something, um, either about myself or about the world. So share this on social media, number one. Number two, if you could be so kind, go to the Apple Podcast Store and leave us a five-star review so we can get in front of more eyeballs. Because right now, shitty podcasts are at the top of the list. Shitty lists are at the top of spirituality podcasts. Podcasts, we need to be... I just want more listeners, if I'm being honest. I really want to grow this thing. And another way that I want to grow this thing is also through the work that we're doing on Patreon, which actually makes this work possible. Um, Patreon is an easy way to support the creatives, folks in your life who are making the things that matter. And what we're doing over on Patreon is not just supporting my work, but what we're doing is creating community together. We've got an amazing Discord channel where you can engage with other people from all sorts of different spiritual walks, find resources for the questions that you have right now and just go deeper in your own, you know, spiritual exploration. You deserve it. And I want you to be there. So go to patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia. Sign up today. It's just between 11 and $33 a month. All the perks are included, including watching all of my tour dates back for replay. And there were some truly incredible, inspiring speakers. And I think that you should go check that out. Um, so that's that. Follow me across social media, all that stuff. If you like this show, you know what to do. Right, rate, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, I'm going to be having a couple of new announcements coming up soon. Um, like Saturday Church is probably coming back, and that's going to be a gas. It's going to be a fun time adventure, and you're not going to want to miss that. So please make sure you're following across social media. Um, I think that's it. I love you. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're having a great day and uh, or night or whenever you're listening to this and next time uh next time i see you i want to give you a big hug if you are into that sort of thing so um till next time beloved um take your meds call your person shake your ass a little bit eat some food that tastes really really yummy to you take a nap you know people's like i don't know i don't know how to rest lay your ass down that's how you do it lay your ass down sleep when you feel tired eat when you feel hungry that's my rule and it's supposed to help me do good um that's it for me i love you i am going did i take my meds yes i did yes i did okay cool <laughs> um anyways i love you bye see you next week